Okay. Ooh. Thanks. Guys, we'll adjust that a little bit. Uh, we are getting ready to move from talking about being set to get started and move. Now, this is not a negative. This is a positive. I want to encourage you with this. This is a because we have prepared, because we have listened and we've trained and we still are in training. I understand that even as we've talked about the events that we've scheduled, we've had preparation, we've had getting ourselves ready, and then we have a go time. But that does not mean that we haven't continued to train ourselves throughout the year. And may I tell you that you have done awesome as we have seen these events come this summer at stepping up and we've learned as we've went along we've learned some things that do work and don't work we'll change up a few things we'll do things a little bit different but that is how it is in the kingdom of God but his mercy never fails and so can you get started the message is yes you can get started because he enables you to take the first step. And so as we get ready to move into this new area, we're going to talk about getting started to move, okay? So uh, we're talking again about uh, ready, set, go, and we're looking into the Word of God. Let's lift our Bibles, whatever form they be in, tree or electronic. I see lots of electronics. That's great. All right. This book is my all-sufficient guide for faith and conduct. Amen. Now, I do want to make a brief comment uh, because I believe that it, it bears uh, uh, bringing it to our attention. Several weeks ago, I was talking a sermon regarding that it didn't matter that if you wanted to have God without Jesus, there was no God. That is true, but I want us to also understand the context of when people are seeking the truth of God, that is a good thing. Okay? So it is not that anyone who is seeking God is not where they need to be or that we would uh, discourage them from coming to the Lord. But what I'm saying is that God is found in the truth of Jesus Christ. And what I'm saying is there's many religions that are trying to say that you can make it to God, you can make it to heaven without Christ. That isn't possible. And so... Uh, I want to make myself clear there that anyone who is open to pursuing God, we need to encourage them and pray that God will give them a revelation of who He is. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. So let's get started. We're talking about ready, set, go, and we are on the go part now. We're on the get started and move. And again, don't look at this as a, as a negative. Get ready to be encouraged because God never asks you or I or anyone to do something that he hasn't already shown us how it will be done and he himself through his son has laid a way to show us that he's done it. 
So that's the good news. So when God asked you to get out, He's not asking you to do something that's never been done before. He's not asking you to do something that is impossible or that you will fail at. He is just asking you to simply take the step of faith and watch that He meets you there. Praise the Lord. So with that, then let's look at our passage of Scripture that we're going to kick this part of our series off with, which is found in the book of Hebrews. I want to look at Hebrews chapter 13, two short verses, yet packed with a lot of stuff. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 20 through 21. Let's read it together. May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will, that and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. There are some very important, important phrases in this short passage of Scripture. You will find that I have highlighted and colored them when it is speaking of God the Father, the God of peace, when it is speaking of Jesus, the great shepherd, and doing His will, doing that He would work in us what is pleasing to Him through Jesus Christ. It is God who's doing His work through His Son, Jesus Christ. As we understand, and this is a great scripture that shows us that the Trinity is working all the time. Even though we don't read the actual word Trinity, Trinity simply means three in one. And there is no question as you read the word of God that the three are constantly working together. Amen? Amen. So uh, we're going to look at each one of these, and especially I want you to focus on this one that I've done in yellow, because this has to do with us. The red has to do with him. The yellow has to do with us. And what is the yellow? That number one, he will equip. If you are needing something to reach your family, which is your first area of ministry, may I say. As we talk about getting ready to move, if you can't or won't witness to your own family, then please don't start to do it somewhere else. Do you hear me in love? If you aren't willing to start with your own family, uh, then, then we need to just get that first. Okay? Well, you don't understand my family. No, I may not, but God does. God understands exactly what your family is, the situation it is, and may I tell you, 
that in spite of what you may believe, you are your greatest hope to reach your family for Jesus. And God doesn't have a plan B. So don't pass it off on someone else. Don't pass it off on the church. Boy, it's awful quiet. But how many times I have heard ones that have come talking about how, oh, if, if the church just would have done what it was supposed to, I'd have never lost my kids, would have never lost my spouse, would have never lost... Well, what happened to your witness? <laughs> okay, I'll move on. All right, so uh, God is asking us to step out. And God is asking that we step out, not in our own authority, not in our own power, but asking us to do some real exciting things that we're going to look about now. Okay, so first of all, let's go to our first point, and that is this. This is God here we're talking about. <laughs> now you say, well, okay. But oftentimes, uh, Jill and I will, uh, with uh, pun intended, joke with someone who is struggling with some sort of a concept about uh, uh, accepting the fact that God is God and He is capable and able to do things, uh, we will say, you know, remember that person, big G, little O, D, God? <laughs> and they'll kind of start to smile. And the point is, is oftentimes we don't realize that it is the God of the universe that is asking and saying to us, I will give you everything. So, although we read this, we, we, it does us well to go through it once again. So, this is God here. Who is this God? There is obviously so many places, so many scriptures that I could take you. We do not have enough time today. But, we are going to go to a few places, and I asked you to turn in your Bibles with me, because these are important. I believe there's something good in not only hearing it, but looking at it with our eyes, because we get more of our senses involved, and it helps us to solidify it in our hearts. Okay? So, the first one I want to talk about is this. Nothing is impossible with God. Now, we all understand that, and I want us to turn to this uh, scripture in Luke, the gospel. This is where I know that we as human beings are limited. Our, our, everything about us is limited. Our physical, our mental, our everything. We are limited beings created in God's image but limited. We are not gods, but we are God's children. Wow. Matt, would you change that for me? That's a typo. Before we go on, I just, that bothers me, and if you won't change it, I'll just think about it the whole time. So, actually, that is supposed to be uh, a, a a capital G-O-D. So, he'll get that taken care of. Let's turn to Luke chapter 1. 
and I want to look at verse number 37. In this passage of Scripture, this is where the angel, speaking to Mary, telling her what was going to take place in her. And, I, you know, I know this is one of the this is one of the reasons they will call you and I fanatics. Because we still, believe it or not, believe in the virgin birth. Yes, we do. I do believe in the virgin birth. And I, I don't stutter, I don't doesn't bother me to say it. I believe it. Because with man, things are impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So this is our first thing about who God is here, and it's found in the, uh, verse 37, and it just simply says, For nothing is impossible with God. So at this time, he was talking about a couple of things. He was talking about Mary, who was a virgin, and the angel says, even Elizabeth in her old age. Another situation that men would have deemed impossible. And yet the angel says, I'll tell you, it's not only going to happen to you, Mary, but because and so you'll know I, you, that, that I am telling you the truth, Elizabeth, your relative, it's already happened to. Now, that was brought about by uh, human natural, but God opened her womb at an old age when she was past the age of conceiving. Why? Because God is able to do the impossible. So there may be somebody who you think that is impossible to reach. There may be somebody that you think, man, if I don't have someone in the church or someone somewhere to reach to this, it'll never happen. And maybe God's been waiting all this time because all that needs to happen is for you to take a step and say, I'll do it. And God's going to move. Because God likes working through you. Amen? So, okay, let's move on. He will accomplish it. If God says he's going to do it, there is absolutely no question that it will be fulfilled. Now I want you to turn to Philippians with me, chapter 1. I love this. I'm going to read it in the New International Version. Then I'm going to read it in the Message Version because I like the way it sounds here. But let me read it in the NIV. It says this, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That is God saying, you're going to make it because His Spirit is working in you. I love the way the message says this. 
I am so pleased that you have continued on in this with us, believing, proclaiming God's message from the day you heard it right up to present. There has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that God who started this great work in you will keep it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Jesus Christ appears. Praise God, that's good. That needs to inspire you. That needs to tell you that the God who started the work is not going to abandon you. He's not going to give up. He's going to do it. And he wants you to be the vessel that he does it in. So when he says that he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Then I'm going to turn to Isaiah. This is one that you will uh, be very familiar with if you uh, like knowing characteristics about who God is. But it's also one that you may not be familiar with if that has been not a particular study. If you haven't studied, well, who is uh, God and what is it that makes him who he is? So this will be an encouragement to your heart. Because this is one of the greatest descriptions of who God is that there is in the Bible. Isaiah 40, starting at verse number 12. Let's read it together. You follow along there. Isaiah 40, chapter 40, verse number 12. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? Or with the breath of his hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket or weighed the mountains on scales and the hills in a balance? Who has understood the mind of the Lord or instructed him as his counselor? Whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him and who taught him the right way? Who was it that taught him knowledge or showed him the path of understanding? Surely the nations are like a drop in a bucket. They are regarded as dust on the scales. He weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. Lebanon is not sufficient for the altar fires, nor its animals enough for the burnt offerings. You can't cut enough trees to build an altar big enough that would give God the glory due His name. <laughs> Before Him, verse 17, all nations are nothing. They are regarded by Him as worthless and less than nothing. To whom then will you compare God? Or what image will you compare Him to? As for an idol, a craftsman casts it, and a goldsmith overlays it with gold and fashions silver chains for it. A man too poor to present such an offering selects wood that will not rot. He looks for a skilled craftsman to set up an idol that will not topple. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? 
He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. That is why, although we need to be concerned and pray for our nation, we don't pray in fear, we pray in confidence because you know what? Nothing is out of God's control. Now listen, verse 24. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, talking about people in power, no sooner do they take root in the ground than he blows on them and they wither. (laughs) And a whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls them each by name because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. <laughs> Why do you say, O Jacob, Why and complain, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. His understanding no one can fathom. There's no depth. There's no end. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. And young men stumble and fall. But those whose hope is in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. If you've ever wondered why or how you can make it, that's good theology. You're going to make it because he says that this God that laid it all out, he is the one who gives strength to your weary body. He is the one who will empower you to go. He is the one that at a moment of frustration, when you say, God, I cannot reach my family, they frustrate me. He says, I know, let me do it through you. So we're talking about God here, not just anybody. Then he promises this. And I've got a picture there. We'll describe it here in a minute. But it's a picture of a wind surfer on the Columbia River. I don't know if you've ever seen these people. Uh, Number one, it just seems very cold to me. So I I stay away from things like that. (laughs) But... Uh, In fact, you can see that they're in a wetsuit, and there's a purpose for that. (laughs) Because the Columbia River is cold. But I have heard, and I have had a chance to talk to ones that have done this, that said, there's nothing like the ride you get. 
Now, I want to talk to you about the fact that God says he gives you everything. Remember that. Let's go back to our passage in Hebrews chapter 13. It says here, this same God, the God of peace that we just read about, this same one that brought back to life Jesus from the dead. This one. Equip you with everything. Everything. There's nothing that you don't need. He's, he's given it all to you. It comes with whatever is needed to accomplish the task. So if God has placed you in a specific family, in a specific place of work, in a specific town, in a specific region, He has also placed you with the specific talent, the specific whatever, and by the way, including His Holy Spirit who dwells in you, you have everything, whatever is needed to accomplish the task. God will not leave you hanging. When you step out in faith to talk to your family, your neighbor, even though in our flesh we're scared, God says, you take the step, I'll be there. Talked about that, Jesus being the only person that, unlike my coach, who stood on the sidelines at football and yelled for me and to do all that I could, he never got on the field with me. Jesus will not stand on the sideline of your life yelling and screaming orders. He'll come right in with you. And he will accomplish through his power the work needed to be done. Thank you, Lord. So he will accomplish the task. And here's the great news. Because God raised him from the dead, God says in the scripture that he's given him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess to the glory of the Father that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so he has the authority, he has the power, and he has the resources that your situation needs. Now, I will tell you, the problem in my thinking is God has never done it the way I would like. When I hear God has the authority, the power, and the resources, I devise a plan and I come to with it, and God says, yeah, throw that away. We're going to do something different. <laughs> and, and most of the time, he simply asks me, you step out there and start going, and I'll be with you. And I say, what? 
had this all figured out differently, Lord. I had it figured out to where you were going to drop everything in my hands and I was going to be able to sit down and see I had enough and then go do it. He says, no, 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 no. I, I, I've got a different way. How about you just step out and I'll meet you as you do it. And I will tell you, as much as my flesh has struggled with that, when I have had those moments where I've been obedient, there is not a rush on the face of this earth that is like when you know you've stepped out and God infuses you with his power and you see the hand of God move. There's nothing that'll touch it. So he asks us then to be about the doing. See, that's the picture. See, God can give you all that you need, but until you get out there, you may stand at the, at the shore and you may say, well, how do I know that the wind will be there? I don't see anything. I, I don't... I don't how do I know it's going to be there? Jesus talks about this when he talked to Nicodemus. He says, think about it. You don't see the wind, but you know when the wind's been there because there's been an effect. If you don't believe that, look at our trees and know which way the wind blows here in the gorge. You can tell. When the wind of the Spirit blows, you know it's there. But guess what? God will never do the doing for you. You've got to get out on the water and God will provide you what is necessary for your boat and sail. You've got to get out. You've got to step. You've got to say, I'm, I'm going to move. Doing, in fact, is an action word. There's no other way to put it. When he says, I will equip you with everything good, going back to verse 21, the very first part here in our main text, for doing his will. It's good to know the will of God. That's a good thing. That, that is something that all of us, I hope, desire. But there is something different when the knowing of God's will becomes doing. Something's altered entirely. Something changes completely when you step out and say, I'll do God's will. I'll do it. I'll, I'll speak. I'll... I'll do whatever it is he's asked me to do. And in the doing, God meets us there. And just like the person that's hanging on this thing, he is experiencing the ride of his life. God won't let you down. You know the reason that 
windsurfing is so popular here on the gorge because every time you go, the wind is there. There are some places you go around the nation, it won't work. Why? Because it's no wind. Well, just like that unique setting, I will tell you, God will never fail you. He is like the wind in the Columbia Gorge. He's always there. All right, last thing let's talk about. It is, in fact, God work in us, not man work. And that, that isn't a typo. It's God work in us. It's not man work, not, not supernatural work. Hear me. Not just spirit stuff. Bah! I know that the spirit of the devil is real. I know that that demons and all kinds of things exist, but we're not talking about just supernatural stuff at work. We're talking about God work in us. And that's the only spirit I ever want to be connected with, (laughs) is God. And when it's God work in us, the first thing we need to know is that He works what is pleasing to Him. That's what this passage of Scripture goes on to say, is he says that he may work in us what is pleasing to him. I hope, I want you to turn to another Scripture. I know I'm having, I want you to turn to it again. I want you to see it. I want you to read it with me. I I hope that this Scripture will answer a question, if you ever had a question about whether God was, uh, whether pre, what, what is God predestined? Was God predestined souls to heaven and to hell? Let's read the scripture. I think you'll get a new perspective. When he says it's God's work in us, let's read Romans. Chapter 8, verse 28 and 29. Great to hear all the Bibles turning. Give you a moment to get there on your electronic devices. <laughs> yeah, everybody's saying that has an electronic device. I'm there. <laughs> all right, here we go. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son, that they might be the firstborn among one or two. Many brothers. God's plan is that your life will save a multitude of people. Do you understand me? God's plan, get, get, get out of this mentality that God has called a few superstars 
Now, God works, and we praise God for all of that, but too much in our country, we've given glory to men, and it's time to give glory to God. It's time to worship Him. It's time to know the same God that has called those that preach behind a platform has called and empowered you, the church. And your piece of it is God has called you to reach many for Him. The firstborn among many brothers. Not a few, many. God's got plans for your life to have an impact and make brothers in the kingdom of God of a multitude. Praise the Lord! What God has predestined is that this work would be in you. His work. All right, let's turn to another one. Philippians chapter 2. Got just a couple more. Philippians chapter 2. I love this one. Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 through 13. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose that's two action verbs to will and to act that's why i've told you there's no such thing as a potted plant in the kingdom of heaven god's called you to will and to act his good purpose out in this world. To will and to act. Praise the Lord. He's not only just giving us, though, a, a, uh, a, a glorious assignment in being a part of this incredible gospel in presenting the message. He himself gives us what we need. It's God work in us. And, of course, he does it all through Jesus Christ and brings glory to him. Thank you, Jesus. And so we get down to saying this. Yes, if God has really laid this out for us, the only thing, the only response is, yes! <laughs> There's a part of a movie, uh, I don't recommend a lot of movies, but if you, if you, you probably would take you some time to find this one. But if you have not found it, uh, Rigoletto is a great movie. 
it's true. It's got a great, uh, it's got some real great things in it. Uh, and there's a part of a movie where uh, the little girl asks the guy a question. And he says to her, yes. And then he gives her an, an instruction. And it's our instruction for after hearing the message. Yes, now go. Now go. Yes, God's given you all that you need. And he will meet you as you act to step out. He will not do it before that time. I, I will guarantee you, if you sit in church and gather knowledge, you will become a spiritual drone unless you act on what God's giving you. God has not called us to sit on the knowledge and revelation of the Scripture and the Spirit that He gives us. He gives us specific word and revelation so we can be effective in your family, in your neighborhood, in your workplace, wherever God's placed you. Now go. Bow your head with If you're here this morning, I'm going to give you an opportunity to raise your hand for Christ. So if you're here and you've never had or you need that opportunity to receive Christ into your heart, I would love to pray with you. Would you slip your hand up and say, yes, Brian, I want to pray that prayer. to just pray over you if you will allow me before you leave Father I pray right now for your anointing upon every person in this place God we have heard and we have been equipping ourselves and preparing ourselves now Lord the time has come we say yes and we go each of us going in a different place, different people, different situations. Each of us being used in a unique and different way, different personality, different gifts. But the same Spirit and God work in us. Lord, I release them to now go. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So wherever you go today, know that that is there in your being intentional today. Ministering to one another and to your neighborhood who needs Jesus. Take this with you and go in His power. Amen.